Hey, welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, aka Lawrence Holmes. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Club Dub is back open under new management. Well, it's like the same management, but the Bears won 20, 20 to 13 today over the Lions. So we're going to spend some time talking about it. If you've listened to the show at all, and I'm on every day on the score from noon until two, you've heard me talking this week about the idea that they just needed to win. The win didn't need to be pretty. It didn't need to be some sparkling offensive performance or a defensive performance that was similar to what we saw from the Bears last year. They just needed to figure out a way to win the game. And they did it. And it was probably uglier than most of us expected, especially when you add in the fact that Matthew Stafford didn't play in this game. News started to kind of bubble up on Friday that Stafford was hampered a little bit. But I thought, and a lot of people who cover the Bears and the Lions thought, there'd be one of those things where a guy pops up on the injury report on Friday and then he finds his way onto the field on Sunday. I thought that's what we were going to see from Matthew Stafford. He obviously is is injured far more than what it looked like when it first came up. It looks like it's some, from what Schefter was reporting, it was a pretty serious uh, back injury with maybe some broken bones in the back. So it's a good thing, I think, for him that he didn't play. But you do have to wonder, what would this have looked like had he played? What would this look like if Matthew Stafford was in that game? Because there were a lot of open Lions receivers. And Jeff Driscoll, for a guy that was pushed into service pretty rapidly, like over you know a couple days leading into the game, I thought he actually played okay. I mean, it's not anything that you're going to write home about, but he gave them some, some flexibility because he's able to run. He threw the ball okay, and there were some major drops. There was a drop on that last drive. Was it Galladay that was going across the middle? Where, yeah, it kind of looked like the ball may have been tipped, but if he catches that ball and he's moving, it it may have tied the game or given the the Lions a chance to win the game with a two-point conversion. I kept thinking, what would I do, what would I do if I were Matt Patricia? If the Lions would score to make it 20-19, to do you kick the extra point or do you go for two? Conventional wisdom says you go for two on the road. You try to win the game on the road. You play for overtime at home and you're a team like the lions that coming in was three, four and one. Do you, are you more conservative with it because you want to extend the game and see if you can win it in OT, but the lions problems aren't my problems to dissect. I don't do a lions podcast, although we could probably do one lions. We, what would we call it? We would call it lions gonna lions podcast. There's probably already one out there like that. But my focus is on the Bears, and they got the win. I can't stress enough how important that is. And I've been going back and forth, whether it's listeners this week or experts. Me and Alex Brown went went through it on the pregame show today on NBC Sports Chicago. Look, I understand. I think I have a grasp of what the Bears are this season. And what they've been is disappointing. And they've been disappointing to just about anyone involved in in watching, rooting, 
paying attention to them. That being said, if I'm them, I have to look at my season as salvageable because there's still enough games for that to be the case. There's still seven games left. And right now, I have a chance to play against a Rams team that the last I checked was having a rough time with the Steelers. I have a chance to play a team that is that I'm potentially fighting with for a wild card spot. So, yeah, this win, as ugly as it may have been, and there are some ugly portions of it that I will get to momentarily, as ugly as this win is, I just got to go, okay, we got the win. That's it. Now we're we're on to our game against Los Angeles next week. And hopefully what it does is it extends the season. It buys time. Imagine, imagine what, what we're talking about if they lose this game. And we are then talking about a 3-16. and six team. I know it's only a one-game difference, but 4-5 and five versus 3-6 and six is a big, big deal. 4-5 and five means you're, you know how they have the graphic when you're watching NFL games? That means you're in the hunt. 3-6 and six is like, what are you doing as you rebuild your team? So I'm all for the Bears using this as an opportunity to look at their season and say, is there anything that we can salvage? Is the postseason still a reality? And for another week, it is. That's what this win does. This win extends their season. We can talk intelligently and say, hey, what happens if they win against Los Angeles next week? Well, now you're back to being a 500 team and you just picked up a couple of really important wins in the NFC. The the Rams win would be more important than the Lions, but you get my drift. Like Philadelphia has struggled with NFC games this year. And yes, they have the immediate tiebreaker by beating you, but all I'm saying is that you're giving yourself a better chance. So this is where you're at, and I think that that's okay. I think it's okay for Bears fans to kind of look at the team with a side eye and say, this team's not very good, but they're still kind of hanging around, and I'd rather them be in this thing still until Thanksgiving than not be in it. So they still have an opportunity. They still have an opportunity to make something out of their season that didn't seem like it was possible 48 hours ago when you're looking at the preparation of this game and and whether it would be Matthew Stafford that plays in the game or not. Like you're sitting there thinking, man, this season is over. And a lot of people love to project out the season and declare, well, they're dead, they're over. And look, I am no stranger to wanting to be right. I love being right. But I don't, I don't begrudge them at all. I want them to still look at this as there's an opportunity for us to do something if we can figure some things out. Now, there are some things that might get in the way of that. Let me start on the defense for a second. And I understand they only gave up 13 points to a backup quarterback. But now I'm starting to look at the injuries. And if you're looking at the Bears defense, they had gotten to a point where they had built them up built themselves up to a pretty strong level up the middle 
where you have Akeem Hicks, you have Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith, and you have Eddie Jackson. That's playmakers on three different levels of your defense, guys that make a difference in the way that offenses are going to attack you, guys that can make plays, guys that that change games. That elbow injury for Danny Trevathan, I hope that all we saw was a hyperextended elbow and he's going to be fine or he plays in a week or so. But that looked gruesome. It looked absolutely gruesome after the game. Matt Nagy said that you know he needed a couple days to, to find out what was going on, but it looked really ugly. If Danny's not out there, now your two most experienced defensive players are not available up the middle with Akeem Hicks and Danny Trevathan. I think we've seen over the last few weeks the difference that Hicks not being out there makes. And without Danny, now you're talking about having Nick Kwiatkowski out there more often. Now let me speak on him for a second. I thought he played great. He's he's a really interesting guy, and I think that that's one of the guys, if I'm Ryan Pace, I'm looking at and I'm saying, I got that one right. He's valuable in every aspect, like if you want to put him on special teams. As a defender, he fits runs really well. Like He gets there. He, he is disruptive. He is a very effective blitzer, which I, I didn't think was necessarily in his profile. He finished the game today with nine tackles a sack, he had an interception, and he broke up a pass. That's production. You bring a guy off the bench, and he he's your second leading tackler in the game. That lets you know that he's getting stuff done. My worry for him in particular is next week, when you're going up against an offense that likes to find weaknesses, that they might isolate him, and you'll see him in coverage where I don't think he's as strong as he is when he's blitzing or when he is getting after the run game of the opponent. That being said, as backups go, pretty solid backup. A guy that is closer to being a starter than just another guy. And I hate when, sometimes when we talk about depth, it's just, well, let's name these names well, this guy is going to back up this guy. Just because that guy's on the roster doesn't mean he's good. I think that Kwiatkowski is a level above that. I think he is someone that you can look at and say he has value for what it is we do on defense. And the more that he's out there, I do think that, that some of his problems will show up. But I also think he will make big plays for you, too. But the Trevathan thing is a really, really scary thing because we haven't quite seen Pro Bowl-level Roquan out there. By the way, against the Lions, 11 tackles for Roquan. Led the team in tackles, led the game in tackles. So I think over the last two weeks, we've seen a better version of him, which is great because if ever they were going to need him, they were going to need him in areas where Danny was no longer available. So that's one thing. I didn't like how the the Bears defense started off, and I joked about it on Twitter. They gave up 72 yards on the opening drive for a backup quarterback. Now, they did the right thing. They bent and didn't break. They they, um, gave up a field goal on that drive. But this game, 
with the Lions was probably more nerve-wracking than it needed to be when you're talking about a player who's only made five starts in his career. And by the time it got to the end, we started to see that more and more. But even in the in the drive towards the end of the game where he hits the big touchdown throw, they go 81 yards. And it's it's drives like that 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 do drive me a little bit insane. Now, the rest of the game, it was fine. Like, they're forcing punts and all sorts of stuff. But it makes me mad because the the default position of everyone, whenever you talk about the Bears' defense, is, well, they're they're on the field too long. Well, explain how in multiple games this year, there have been drives like this where it's 13 plays, and they're giving up a bunch of yards, and they're not giving up the touchdowns. I, I want to reiterate that, but they are giving up some of those long drives. That is frustrating, and I think when – when you see better offenses, you see those offenses capitalize on it better than what Jeff Driscoll was going to be able to do in, in Sunday's game. We talked a little bit about this on the show this past week. I did kind of like a podcasty sound on the show. Was that Thursday that we did it? On Thursday. On Thursday's show. So if you're listening to this on Sunday or Monday... Go back to my show podcast, the Lawrence Holmes Show podcast in the 1 o'clock hour because we talked about how offenses are trying to get Khalil Mack off of his game and they're using chips and wide receiver and tight end cracks and all that stuff. And we really go into depth with it. It's really, really good and worth your time. But we haven't seen Mack be as effective a pass rusher as we're used to seeing him be over the last five games. And in this game, he finishes the game with three tackles. I counted a few pressures that he had and he, he gets holding calls. He got that, but it's still not the same kind of disruptive wreck your life, you know, type of performance that we have come to enjoy from Khalil Mack since he was traded for last year. it That offenses can do that because they don't have to allocate as many pieces to trying to stop Akeem Hicks because Akeem Hicks is, is not going to be there. Let me flip over to the offense to talk about their game. Oh, special teams real quick. Didn't think that Pat O'Donnell had his best game. His numbers look okay. Like it was a, a 40 net and... He did have a bunch of kicks inside the 20, but there was there was a punt late in the game. And let me get the particulars on it so that I'm not slandering him. But there was a punt late in the game where he, he punts at 36 yards. And I get that it's inside, it's inside the, the, the 20, but I want him to pin them a little bit deeper than that. I didn't think it was his best game. I didn't think it was terrible. I just didn't think that it was his best game. Or this one, the the punt in the fourth quarter to begin the fourth quarter where it's only 37 yards. Like, it's stuff like that. You're like, ugh. And then, of course, Eddie Pinheiro, he, he, he missed an extra point. Still got ultimate confidence, huh? And a guy who doesn't have a resume? Okay, cool. Yeah, that almost came back to haunt the Bears in this one. On the offensive side, Mitchell Trubisky's numbers look terrific. 16 to 23, 173 yards, 
three touchdowns, no interceptions, passer rating of 131.0. If I offered you the box score of the game and I gave you Mitchell Trubisky's numbers, you would be like, man, Mitch balled out. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. If you watch the game, you saw him get sacked five times, and a couple of those sacks are because he was holding on to the ball in situations where he didn't have to. And those are plays where you're worried that he might fumble um, instead of just throwing the ball away or maybe getting a one-yard game because you're running. He is locked into the pocket and making himself a bigger target than he has to be. In watching the game, you saw him make some throws over the middle that put the wide receivers in some bad positions where you had Anthony Miller get blown up. I think uh, Robinson got blown up too on one of those throws. And you're like, man, the quarterback is out here getting receivers killed and you can't, you can't have that. I thought he played okay. Like I thought the, the, the touchdown throw that he made to Ben Broniker was money. Like that was a beautiful throw. Broniker made a great catch. I, I think the difficulty of that catch is, is something that be that should be discussed a little bit more. He he had the ends of the ball and he was able to control it and take it to the ground and not lose the ball. It was a very impressive catch. By the way, if you were like, "Hey, I didn't see Adam Shaheen today." And he, and you weren't just thinking, "Oh, it's just like every other Sunday." Uh he, no, he was actually a healthy scratch. The the Bears decided that they go in a different position. And they were happy that Broniker came through with, with, with a catch, a big, big catch. I thought the throw to Gabriel, I mean, he was open, but you know, I thought it was a good throw. It was a good ball. That 33-yard throw that Mitch threw to Robinson, I thought was a good ball. Tariq Cohen, I, you give him the ball in space and he makes a play. I was happy to see Tariq get, get into the end zone. The problems with this offense are still... Some of the stuff like just it drives me crazy. Uh, uh-huh. It it really really does. Where you have the reverse play after as you're trying. Like I wanted Negi in the, the at towards the end of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter to shorten the game by running the ball, having O'Donnell punt and get out of there with a win. And I thought that he again tried to get a little too cute with some of what they were doing offensively and it almost came back to bite them. It didn't. They won. They were able to hang on and win the game. The defense was on the field at the end and and they were able to win it. But we we got into this discussion and it's something that throughout the week I'm probably going to talk more about. We got into a discussion about winning versus winning your way and what the value is in that. To me, there's value in just winning especially if you're a team that's trying to find itself. And sometimes it feels like Negi wants to win a certain way. He wants it to look pretty. And I think that that that's okay for you to want it to look a certain way, but not when you're on a four-game losing streak. Just get the win. Don't worry about showing me the offense 2.0. Don't worry about showing me reverses or panda plays, which is what... We call it when we feel like you know the Bears have gotten too cute. There's still there's still too much of that. There's still an unwillingness to 
play out of the eye formation more frequently. Or even at the beginning of the game where you have this great six-yard run and then you go shotgun, shotgun, and then you punt. And you end up in second and four. You should be looking to just extend drives. And I think that there are times where he's looking for a big play or for Mitch to make a big play where it's just, how about you just grind the defense a little bit? So that's still a little bit disappointing. Um, David Montgomery did all he could again today, but 17 carries for 60 yards. This felt like a day where David Montgomery should maybe get 30 carries. Like you let him finish the game for you. You let him go out there and, and, and run this game out for you. And they, they weren't able to do that. But back to Mitch. I, I thought he played pretty well. I thought it was it was okay. And I would imagine that they think that there is stuff to build on. The, the trap is don't allow for the success against a defense that's not very good and a team that was missing a lot of pieces for you to kind of go back and feel like you've been proven right. There's still a lot of proof that needs to happen when it comes to, to the quarterback and and this team overall, but a win is a win. And now you're four and five. And now you, for one more week and, and it can continue to happen. If you win again for one more week, you get to hope for one more week you get to have the opportunity to go, we have a chance. We're still in this thing. If we can just get some guys back healthy and make a couple of corrections, we might have a chance to to make the playoffs. So we shall see. We'll see how they they handle this. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing them on Sunday Night Football. I'm glad that NBC didn't flex the game, and I thought that this was the reason why they didn't, that, that the Bears would probably get a win against Detroit. And now you set up a matchup where the game is really important. And all of Chicago is going to be tuned in next week to, to their game against the Rams. I'll have shows all week talking about the Bears. I appreciate it. I also do another podcast, if you're interested, called House of L, where I interview a lot of people in the uh, journalism business, especially in Chicago, but kind of nationwide. Just search for it. House of L podcast. You'll be able to find it. And there's some great episodes with people that you like and listen to and read and watch. And I think you'll find their stories really, really compelling. Thanks for listening to this. I'll have more Loho Daily as the week goes on. Bears are back in business. They're four and five. Thanks for listening.